can also follow me, Bride the Comic Book Guy. You can find me on Instagram at Bride the Comic Book Guy. Or if you want to talk to me in more depth about anything that we cover, you can email me, Bride the Comic Book Guy, at gmail.com. And welcome to this episode of Comic Book Storylines. We're starting a new storyline this week. We'll probably run about three weeks. This time we're going to talk about Batman the Long Halloween. Now, this is a 12 parter. A lot went on in this. You can see pretty much the majority of Batman's growth in reality. And you also get to see the origin of Two-Face, Harvey Dent. Now, as we're going to delve into a few moments, we're going to talk about the similarities as we normally do in different movies. Now, as we go through this 12 part, we're going to notice things that we've probably seen before if you've seen the Christopher Nolan movies, especially Batman Weekends. There's a lot of stuff that went on in this book and that what Christopher Nolan used kind of for what is going on. You kind of see this with the relationship between Batman, Harvey Dent, and Commissioner Gordon as played out in, especially in The Dark Knight. So we're going to get into this and this storyline, it plays a little bit, like it, it has his bad guys in it, but this isn't the traditional Batman story where he faces a supervillain all the time. This is more of like a mob story because the basis of this is there is a serial killer who only kills on holidays and he's targeting mainly mob people. Now, as we've seen in the movies, there's two big mobsters. There's Carmine Falcone and uh, Maroni. You'll see both of these guys in here, and you'll see how they're pretty similar to everything that went on. So we're going to start out in Chapter 1 called Crime. We start out with Bruce Wayne is at Carmine Falcone's party. He's having a wedding reception for his nephew, Johnny Beatty. You'll see that character a little bit later on. And Bruce is talking about how he believes in Gotham City. Uh, he only came out of respect for his parents who knew the Falcons family. And uh, they have a, a background relationship. Thomas Wayne once saved the life of Falcone's father way back in the day. So that's why Bruce is there. Now, we see Bruce is talking about how at this time, Bruce is on the board of her directors for Gotham City Bank. Now, they're wanting to open negotiations and have a business arrangement with Falcone Imports. And Bruce would be the deciding factor. And Bruce right away says, I won't vote or influence the board on your behalf, regardless of whatever position you've gotten uh, the president of the bank, Richard Daniel, to take. So Carmine Falcone's like, okay, that's disappointing. You can go. Uh, so Bruce leaves. And he and his guys are talking. He's like, you want me to encourage Bruce Wayne like the others? They're like, no, that won't be necessary. Richard Daniel assures me he has enough votes, although Bruce Wayne would have clinched it. Now we see Bruce is hiding outside of that room trying to listen. And uh, Carmine's son, the good son as we're going to call it in the storyline, Alberto Falcone, Harvard MBA, Oxford Rhodes Scholar, everything. So he's like, oh, sorry, Alberto, I was trying to find the bathroom. So he's like, okay, it's down the hall. So Bruce tries to leave for the reception. He says it's late, and he runs into a very familiar face, Selena Kyle, who was also at the party. So they start dancing, and we see uh, Johnny Vitti is talking to his mom, who's also gangster. Uh, she's like, who's that handsome man dancing with that lady? Oh, that's Bruce Wayne. You, you want me to uh, make him say hello to you or something? Uh, 
he's a friend of the family. Uncle Carmine used to be pals with his father. I'm like, okay, we get that connection right there. So we see that Johnny Vitti's mom is Falcone's sister, Carla. She runs their operation in Chicago, so we'll see a lot of her uh, as well. And uh, they're getting ready to talk some business, but Falcone says, uh, you know, I want to take care of some things. And one of his guys said, hey, you might want to look at this camera. And it's in the garage. And he says, Dent. We see Harvey Dent writing down license plates, car makes, and models. And out of the blue, a couple of Falcone's guys knock him unconscious. And they're like, you're sticking your nose again, Dent, where it doesn't belong. One of these days, you're going to stick it out too far. And that pretty wife of yours, dot, 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 and he falls unconscious. So Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, they're there when he wakes up. They're like, hey, are you okay? Uh... And uh, Bruce is like, uh, are you doing what needs to be done? Because obviously Harvey doesn't know he's Batman. Uh, and he's like, oh, you wouldn't understand, Mr. Wayne. So Bruce is already saying, yeah, it's a late night. I gotta go. Before we see what Bruce actually gets to do, we see Commissioner Gordon. He's at work late, getting ready to leave. Harvey Dent comes in and he's like, Harvey, you look like you've been hit by a trunk. And he's just like, I went over to the Falcone wedding. Guess I wasn't on the guest list. And like, we've talked about this. You're taking needless chances. So you can kind of see that Harvey is a good guy, but he's taking all these unnecessary risks at this point. Uh, so they have a drink and Commissioner Gordon says, I have a friend who wants to help us out here. So uh, Batman is back at the party. Bruce comes back as Batman. He sneaks into Falcone's house, gets into a safe, and he sees that the safe is already open by a very familiar lady, Catwoman. So they have a brief scuffle, and a bunch of Falcone's goons come in, uh, breaks up the party. Batman kind of throws like a little smoke grenade and leaves. And uh, Falcone's like, how did he get in here where my children sleep on my nephew's wedding day? And they're like, we don't know. It was Batman and Catwoman. And then we see Salvatore Boss Maroni comes by and he goes, uh, there would be a day where you would never have ever let this happen. Are you getting too old there? And uh, they, their arrival in the comics and their arrival in the movies too. Uh, so Falcone says a million dollars on either the bat or the cat. And Batman is trying to figure out what Catwoman needs at once from Falcone, why she was there. Like, I, I, I had business with him. And they're like, what were you doing at Falcone's? But before King Ori can get an answer, he sees the uh, bat signal. So he goes to the roof where Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent are. He's like, gentlemen, scares the crap out of him. He introduces himself to Harvey Dent because they go bats, Dent. And uh, they're talking about how this line they, they can't cross. Now, this is script from the movie Dark Knight where they talk about how they can't cross this line. And Harvey Dent's like, I can't cross this line. And he played that part perfectly. That was a, a great character. And he did a really good job of that. Now, they're talking about the line that they can't cross, but bending it is what Batman can do. So they're talking about how Batman can help them in ways that they can't, being that they're law-abiding officials and everything. And uh, they know what needs to be done. And Commissioner Gordon finally says, I'll let you bend the rules, but we can't break them. Otherwise, how different are we from them? Harvey Dent agrees, and they kind of have like this, you know, three-person like inner circle. And before Batman leaves, he leaves this journal. That was at Falcone's place. It's a journal that has ledgers, dates, dollar amounts, so they, they can get them with this stuff, this information. We fast forward to July, 
where it's the monthly board meeting of Gotham City Bank, and Bruce is arguing up and down that it's not going to happen. Richard Daniel, who's the bank chairman, he's like, no, this is dirty money. I will not allow this to happen. So the caption is, somewhere in the city, I know the Roman is smiling, because they're trying to force it without uh, without Batman or Bruce Wayne's approval. So that night, Batman goes to Richard Daniel's place. The Falcone money. Keep it out of the bank. And literally the next scene, it shows bank chief Daniel resigns Bruce Wayne to become head. So Bruce kind of helped out the situation by becoming Batman and going over. Uh, so Falcone's like, I want this little bank rat dead, which means that uh, he wants Richard Daniel out of the way because he was in his pocket and he wants to tie up a loose end. So it's like, I need Johnny here, Johnny Vitti. He needs to come back and take care of this. And then we see Johnny Vitti stroll up and do a hit on Richard Daniel, and he's dead. And Batman says, someone in the city, the Roman is laughing. And then we get to see kind of the crux of what's going to happen with the serial killings in the rest of the story. There's no there's no words in the whole next page. It's somebody taping the end of a gun, filing off the serial number, putting a silencer on, and then a baby bottle nipple on it. And you hear that uh, uh, Richard Daniel is dead. Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent are on their way. Harvey's wife, Gilda, goes down to tell Harvey what's going on. Then we see something. It's kind of similar, so it kind of makes you question. Harvey's down in his basement, and he's working on something on a tool, on a, a table with a light on. He's in the dark, and he's got a screwdriver, and he's got all these tools around him with a vice grip that kind of looks like it did when they were serially, uh, filing down the serial number. And uh, he's like, Jim Gordon called... Uh, what are you doing? So they go off to investigate the Richard Daniel death. Now the next couple of pages starts the first murder. Johnny Vitti goes to take a bath. A hand comes in with that gun that was specially made, kills Johnny Vitti, and leaves a jack-o'-lantern and the gun at the scene. And they were talking about uh, how it's a 22 caliber handgun, a handle taped, serial number filed off, it's a professional, a baby bottle nipple as a silencer, and there's a pumpkin. What's going on? Is this a gang war? Now, this is too early on, so they're trying to see if this is a gang war or not. And uh, we see that Catwoman is spying on this. Batman sees her and goes, okay, you really need to tell me what's going on. She goes, I can't tell you everything, but I can return the favor from you helping me the other night. Listen carefully. And then we see Halloween night in God. Gotham City, Harvey Dent and Batman sneak into a warehouse where Falcone has all of his money in one warehouse. Now, now, you know, even by comic book standards, that is really dumb, isn't it? That just sounds really stupid. So Harvey Dent lights it on fire. Batman's like, you know what? We need to take care of this. So Harvey Dent sets it on fire, the whole warehouse. We see Harvey Dent goes home that night. Uh, his wife is handing out candy for trick-or-treaters. And there's a car with sh shadowy figures. And he's like, hey, the... Uh, let me open the mail. What's this package? And she goes, I don't know. This came in about an hour ago. And boom, the house explodes. And then the next chapter, chapter two, is Thanksgiving. Harvey Dent is dead, Batman says. They got a bunch of mob guys they think did it, but they can't pin it on anybody. They need a confession. So they try and coerce this one guy into it and they figured out that uh, he bought the nails that uh, was in the uh, part of the bomb and they traced it to that guy but he wasn't going to confess but batman came over and made him confess and uh yeah we uh we see that that guy is released because they can't hold him but he won't confess to it so he goes back to his hotel but batman tries to coerce him he runs into the sewers and the guy runs into a familiar batman character solomon grundy 
Solomon Grundy lives in the sewers and everything in the Batman comics in the Batman world. So he runs into Grundy. Grundy knocks the guy unconscious. And Batman's got to help him. But he also knows that Grundy is not technically a bad guy. So he's trying to get out of it without hurting Grundy too much. But he ends up having to kind of smack Grundy around a little bit and takes the guy back into custody. And the guy officially admits, I did the deed. Uh, I'll be putting it in writing. And he's like, well, we need to make sure that the other guys that were involved. And they're like, uh, d- uh, we need to find out who also killed Johnny Vitti as well. So they're like, okay, Mickey, we're done until you get out of here so they're wheeling that guy down to prison and the lights go out halfway and uh we see that uh, they take him back to his cell and uh, they're like okay we need to get everybody to confess and uh, batman's like he's not scared of you not of me but something very powerful we see uh the roman falcone's penthouse he's cooking dinner with his son and his sister comes in i mean johnny vitti was his Uh, was her son so she's like why aren't you doing anything about it he goes the matter is being handled i took care of it we go to the holding cell where all those guys are and the first guy who confessed he's trying to talk to the other guys and he kind of convinces them to talk about it and they all make their confession and uh the the first guy mickey comes up and they're like uh do they did they suspect anything? And he's like, no, I don't think I gave too much away. And he pulls off a mask and it's Harvey Dent. He wasn't dead. They were playing these guys to try and get a confession and Falcone did all the murders. So like, okay, he's going to get out. These guys are going to make bail in an hour, bribe the judge, do whatever. We still won't have anything. And they're like, charge him anyway because we need to get these guys rattled. So Batman looks overhead of police headquarters. They made bail in less than an hour. Harvey Dent goes back to his house, or Harvey Dent goes back to the hospital where his wife is injured from the explosion. But Commissioner Gordon goes home for things. Thanksgiving dinner. Batman brings Solomon Grundy a plate of food, kind of like to make peace. So Batman swings by uh, Astoria Towers Hotel. It's where the Roman Falcone has all of his guys hanging out and everything. Now, every one of those guys, all four uh, five guys, are toasting to the Roman for getting them out of jail. So, and every time there's one of the murders, the pages go black and white, except for the the piece that's left over after the murder. Now, in this case, the figure walks in with that same gun, shoots all five guys dead, and leaves a cornucopia on the table. So that's the second killing. We get to chapter three, Christmas. We see one of the most famous Batman villains. The Joker is reading the paper about this holiday killer, and, you know, the Joker's pretty insane so he wants to know who this guy is too and uh he he uh he won't take no for an answer from anybody so we see uh, batman and commissioner gordon they're trying to figure out how to go about solving this case they got a killer on halloween thanksgiving the holidays and tomorrow is christmas so he might strike again so they go the one person that's very familiar with dates now if you're not a big batman fan then you wouldn't know this guy, but he's been in some of the games and and stuff. He's Calendar Man. He knows everything about all these dates and and plots things around holidays. And one of his famous phrases when you meet him is, 30 days, half September, April, June, and and they stop him in their middle of it. It's like, do you have some insight about this? He's like, tomorrow's a big day. She'll be killing again. Like, what makes you think it's a woman? Because he likes it, the attention. No one knows who she is, and already he has made a name for himself or herself. And uh, you've been lucky so far in February, Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, and President's Day. And Gordon's like, February? We'll have to have gotten this guy by then. And then uh, Calendar Man reads off the rest of the holidays for that year. We go to Maroni's Italian restaurant where he hangs out, and the Joker goes after Maroni. And he goes... 
are you Holiday? Veroni's like, what do you mean, me, Holiday? He goes, you're the number two guy in this in this town. Carmine Falcone is number one. Holiday takes all of the Romans out. You take out the Roman. He goes, I I swear on my mother's grave. At the end of the day, about it's about business. And this whole Holiday thing is screwing around with everybody. So Joker's like, who's Holiday? No, we don't know who Holiday is. And we see uh, Batman is above the restaurant. They try and get the guys out they're trying to cover up the fact that joker was there and killed his guards and everything and moroni comes out and batman comes down and uh moroni tries to pull a gun on batman now even the smallest of bad guys that's a bad idea can you just picture if batman was in real life just take a moment batman was in a real person and he jumped down behind you and said your name. What's the last thing you should do? You're right. Pull out a gun. So he smacks the gun away from him. He's like, uh, what went on here tonight? He goes, this Joker guy, he came looking for Holiday. And he goes, what's his connection to Holiday? He's like, I don't know. You're all lunatics. Oh, Batman flees the scene. We see Harvey Dent. His wife comes home from the hospital. And he surprises her with this new house. So they go in. And he's got a Christmas tree already up. And we see Joker comes in and he surprises him because he's in his house. He go, Batman is nowhere to be found. So Harvey Dent gives him a few punches and he's like, well, you're good, but not Batman. And he goes, what sort of man are you? This town is big enough for two homicidal maniacs. Uh, and if I found out the buzz is true that Harvey Dent is holiday, I'm not going to be as forgiving next time. And he's like, get out of my house. So why the Joker thinks that Harvey is responsible? Not really sure why. So Joker goes and pays a visit to Falcone in his penthouse, wakes him up, and he goes, you find this holiday or I'll kill everyone in Gotham until I find him. We see he ha Joker has taken out all of his goons outside his room with his Joker gas and everything, and uh, the last of his guards is outside, tries to shoot him dead, but doesn't make it. Joker spins away. And then another two-page scene where it's all black and white, and the guard that's outside gets shot by the same gun, looks the same way as all the other killings, and the guy lies dead, and a snow globe is put on the ground next to him. Batman comes over and sees that the Joker was there, because his Joker cards were there, and Holiday has another victim. We get to the next chapter we'll talk about. This is probably going to be the final chapter in this episode. New Year's Eve. Now, the Joker always has to have these big flashy things that goes on. And we start out where he's saying, time to ring in this new year with a bang. And the Joker starts flying a prop plane with a big smiley face on it. And Batman's chasing after him. Uh, we see Harvey Dent is in his office. And uh, he sees that his assistant, Vernon, is also working late. He goes, uh, I've been uh, working late as well, sir, trying to get things together. And he's like, eh, just go home. He's like, well, you've, there's something here on the Roman case you need to look at. I've been looking all over these police reports. And he goes, can't wait till next year. And he goes, I found a connection between Carmine Falcone and millionaire Bruce Wayne. He's like, uh, don't you think that I should have known that first? And he goes, uh, I thought you should be the first to know this. And he goes, the second one. And he goes, unfortunately, Bruce Wayne seems to know about this for some time so he's like okay bruce didn't make it publicly known that falcone and his dad knew each other so harvey's trying to say huh what does bruce wayne have to do with all of this we go back to the joker on his plane batman uh, catches up to him and he's on the plane and he's got all these bombs uh strapped to the plane and batman's like put down the plane now uh, Joker kind of swings the plane around and Batman's hanging on by a thread. 
go in the Gotham Harbor. Now, meanwhile, it is New Year's Eve, so Falcone and Maroney are having a party, New Year's Eve party on a yacht. Everybody is there that has been involved in the situation. Maroney and Falcone kind of have this little uh, spat with each other, and his daughter, his sister Carla, uh, is hugging him and everything, and he's just like, have you seen Alberto? It's almost midnight. She's like, I saw him on deck earlier. I need some air. I'm going to go tell your son that you're looking for him. And we see the black and white scene again. Alberto is standing on the deck of the boat. Carla goes outside to smoke a cigarette. Somebody takes out a light that's behind Alberto, shoots him with a familiar gun, and he falls overboard. There's a glass of champagne left next to the gun and the baby nipple, as in all the rest of the killings. And then we see Harvey comes home from wherever he is, and she goes, your hair's wet. And he goes, it's been snowing. You're like, your jacket's wet too. They go into their living room. The Gordons are there because, you know, they're trying to be friends. And he gets kind of mad, and he goes into the kitchen. Jim Gordon goes with them. The wives have their little discussion, and uh, uh, he tells Commissioner Gordon that he found something out about Bruce Wayne. He goes, Jim, we need to talk. We need to talk about Bruce Wayne. We go back to Batman fighting Joker. He's got these uh, gas bombs that he's wanting to kill everybody that's in the the town plaza. And he's like, "Uh, what do you know about Holiday? I don't know who Holiday is, but the odds are he or she might be down in that crowd tonight, and I am going to be the one that takes him out. He's like, no, you're insane. He goes, quick question. When the clock strikes 12, do I get a little kiss? I mean, that's the Joker and Batman playing back and forth. That's just how they do things. Batman ends up knocking Joker unconscious. Uh, and he steers the plane towards the water so the bombs can't blow up and uh, kill the people that are below. And Batman stands at the, the top of that, that big clock tower. Joker's unconscious, and uh, it's like, it's New Year's Eve, one where I pr- made a promise to my parents, the promise of rid the city of evil that took their lives. It might finally be within reach. So he believes in Harvey Dent. Now, this whole time, now that these are even words from uh, The Dark Knight. I believe in Harvey Dent. And he's even, he said it at like the party that before the Joker busted in, I believe in Harvey Dent. So it's kind of mirroring the movies as well. And uh, we flash forward a few days, January 6th. We see Falcone is, there's a bunch of police officers and everybody down at this little river. And it's the city coroner. And Falcone comes over and says, what are you looking at? I'm like, well, we found some personal effects on the body. And I should warn you though, seagulls. And he lifts up the the cover and he cries alberto so we do have a little bit more time so i'm going to dive into chapter five valentine's day we see alfred opens the door and he says may i help you it's commissioner gordon and harvey dent and they're like is mr wayne home and he's like well it's valentine's day so mr wayne uh, might not be back in time and uh, they start asking alfred uh, so do you remember somebody named Falcone ever dropping by uh, to see Dr. Thomas Wayne? And do Commissioner Gordon takes off his glasses and is rubbing his eyes like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, okay, you guys need to leave. We see Falcone is visiting his son's grave, Alberto. And Batman comes along and says, was it worth it? Is it worth it? And Falcone tries to pull a gun. And he goes, what is worth it? The price. What are you talking about? Your son. Alberto was never involved in my business. Either directly or indirectly, how many other Isenson sons have you destroyed? Meaning Bruce Wayne was one of those, obviously because of the family. And he says, nobody speaks to me that way. And as he's getting ready to pull the trigger on the gun, he's going to shoot Batman. Catwoman comes and whips the gun out of his hand. 
and uh, she ends up taking off. Batman catches her, and uh, he's like, okay, you need to get out of here. We see the next day, the, the picture kind of mirrors what it was the night before. Bruce and Selina are meeting on Valentine's night, and this lady approaches Bruce Wayne with some roses. And she goes, care to buy a lady a rose? So Bruce gets the rose, and he gets one of the thorns pricked on his hand and you can see that he's bleeding and bruce starts acting weird right after that and selena's like uh are you okay he goes that's all right i'm fine and the the shadowy figure walks away yes you are we see that uh this uh vernon guy was under the payroll of maroney he's in one of maroney's uh places getting money from him and uh he goes my employer mr dent he's targeting you he believes you are the weak link in the falcone crime organization like okay is that right Right. So we see Maroney has a bunch of people in a car out in front, and uh, they're talking about how after the Joker attack, nobody's getting near Maroney's place. It's Valentine's Day. We need to be with our girlfriends. So it was, it was like Falcone was getting ready to put a hit on Maroney. But then this whole car full of guys, the blacked out pages again, all of these guys end up getting shot at by the same familiar gun and the car explodes and there's a box of heart-shaped chocolates on the floor. Maroney walks in. No, no, no. What is this? Crap. It's holiday. He picks up the box of chocolates and goes, if you want a war, I will give you a war. Commissioner Gordon comes home from a late night of that with a box of chocolates. Harvey Dent comes home really late. His wife wakes up and she goes, what time is it? And he goes, happy Valentine's Day. Also has a same box of chocolates that was left at the crime scene. We go back to Wayne Manor. Bruce comes home. Alfred's trying to talk to him. And Bruce says nothing. He's smelling the rose, walks through the, the, the whole house, goes outside. Something very green starts appearing on the outside of the house, and it's poison ivy. She goes, you know you can't resist me. No man can. So she put her little poison that gets people to follow her, whatever she's doing, on Bruce Wayne. So now Bruce Wayne has poison ivy to control him. So then we got to figure out what is she going to do next. We do have some time left, so I will pick up chapter six of Long Halloween. This will end up being a two-parter, so that'll be exciting. We can get through this whole thing in two episodes. A lot of stuff going on. Chapter six, St. Patrick's Day. We start with uh, a shadowy figure being released from Gotham Penitentiary, early parole, they say. We go see uh, Falcone. This person hugs her, and she goes, I missed you, Papa. So it's his daughter. Falcone has a daughter who was released from prison, and uh, he goes, my Sophia. And it says, uh, you know, Falcone has a daughter. He's welcoming her home. March, the monthly board meeting of the Gotham City Bank. Bruce Wayne is now in charge. Now, it's weird because Bruce suddenly has a change of heart. So after giving it much thought, I now am open to the option uh, that our former bank president, Richard Daniel, said Falcone Imports should do business with Gotham City Bank. And uh, he goes, I've given ahead for a wire transfer of $350 million at the request of Carmine Falcone. And they're like, okay, wonder why he had a change of heart. So Selena sees him in the lobby of the bank and she's calling for him. He goes, hey, it's me, Selena. And Bruce gets into a limo and Selena sees this green hand and she goes, Ivy? What's going on here? And uh, we see uh, Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Dent. They're still talking about Maroney thinks Falcone is backing the holiday killer. So he takes it out on the Roman. Nice way to deal with all these guys. So they're talking about the the crime that happened uh, on Valentine's Day. And they're like, where's Bruce Wayne been? Where's Batman? 
like, okay, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. All we think of is green, now red, blood red. St. Patrick's Day is coming, and we're no closer to finding this holiday. And uh, uh, Harvey's like, what about Bruce Wayne? He goes, all right, let's concentrate on Maroney. Maroney and Wayne, two for one. I like it. We see, uh, we see uh, Carla is shooting at some uh, board. She recreated the gun. So you're like, how did she recreate the gun? So uh, Falcone's daughter comes in, says hello and everything, and uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to take this uh, out. We're going to hit Maroney on St. Patrick's Day. Papa believes that Maroney is either holiday or knows who he is. And they're like, okay, we're going to take this guy out. Back at Wayne Manor, Bruce is having dinner with Poison Ivy, and she goes, do you feel a draft? Catwoman comes in, and she attacks Ivy. Now, Bruce, who is still brainwashed, is trying to defend her. Uh, Catwoman ends up knocking him unconscious and knocking uh, Ivy out and opens up Bruce's shirt, and he's covered with Ivy's stuff. So she gets rid of all of that, and he's like, oh, what happened? Next thing you see is all of these guys are at a party, and this familiar gun with the black and white comes in, shoots up an entire place and it has a uh, St. Patrick's uh, figure and it says Aaron Gobrock with the gun and it's a leprechaun as well so they go by his house they're getting ready to Carlin and Falcone's daughter's going to buy the house somebody beat us to the punch and uh, Batman goes up to top of uh, police headquarters Batman says thank you for the rescue of Bruce Wayne he's a friend and he goes why did you help she goes time will tell and he goes poison ivy is out of my system I have stuff to do I have to get rid of this and we see that ivy goes to see Falcone because everyone was against this idea we sort of have this policy not working with your kind if it hadn't been for Catwoman's unexpected interference think of how much more we would have accomplished there's one thing I've learned in business to expect the unexpected. Ivy takes the money and leaves. So Falcone hired Ivy to convince Bruce Wayne to do this whole deal so that way it can be done and Falcone can win over Bruce Wayne. Now, as I as I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, now, there's a lot of mob-themed stuff going on with this. As I said, this is going to be an adventure that's not a traditional Batman thing. It has all the bad guys, but it has the undertones of like this mob movie, and you can see how it happens. Because this holiday killer is going after all these mob guys, especially with Alberto. He's like, like, like the Michael Corleone at the beginning of The Godfather, like the good guy. He takes the good guy out, so you're like, okay, what is this guy doing? So this has been an interesting ride, and I can't wait for the next part. But we will have to wait until next week for that part, as always, because this is a weekly show. So join me next week for the conclusion of Batman The Long Halloween. Now, if you want some more details, you want to ask me some questions about what we talked about, reach out to me, bridethecomicbookguy at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on Instagram, at bridethecomicbookguy. I'd love to hear from it. If you have any feedback or any questions or any suggestions of storylines that I can do, please feel free to let me know. So until then, 